You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. To honor all copyright restrictions, certain elements have been edited out of this message. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of 2 Timothy in chapter 3. We're reading verses 14 through 17. And I read this morning from, from the New Revised Standard Version. Paul writes to Timothy, As for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from who you learned it, and how from childhood you have made, how you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are, as we say together, Amen. So the very first question that Dr. John Higgle asked a room of college freshmen and sophomores as a part of his introduction to the Bible class at USF stumped all of us. And that question was, what is the Bible? We kind of hemmed and hawed back and forth. And then an awkward silence fell over the class that lasted for a while. And the thing you have to know about Dr. Higgle is that he is not afraid of awkward silences, and so he just let it sit until one of us was brave enough to jump in and say, well, the Bible is a book. Well, I mean, the Bible is a book, but it's more than a book. It's a book of books. Well, it's a book of books, but it's about one person. It's about God. But it's not just about God. It's a book of books about a person named God, but it's also about us. Well, and maybe it isn't a book at all. Maybe the Bible is a love letter from God to us. Okay, so the class decided that the Bible is a book, a book of books about God and us and God's love for us, and it tells one long story. And then one of our classmates named Deborah chimed up and said, the Bible is an acronym. Basic instruction before leaving earth. And that's kind of where we left the conversation. What is the Bible? It's a good question, isn't it? And the thing about it is it's not just a good question for freshmen and sophomores in an intro class. It's a good question for all of us, no matter where we find ourselves in our lives of faith. If someone were to ask you today, what is the Bible, what would you say? Would there be an awkward silence? Would there be a long and rambling answer? Or would there be a mic drop from Deborah that the Bible is acronym? 
It seems so obvious, but yet in this room of budding theologians, of college and freshman sophomores, it took us a little bit. If someone were to ask you today what the Bible is, would you have an answer? We might struggle even now. So as we think and discuss the importance of Scripture to us and find Scripture to be a basic part of our growing faith, I think it's okay for us to admit that sometimes we're a bit, you know, not necessarily sure on the Bible. The Bible gets misunderstood. The Bible gets overlooked. And if we're being completely honest, sometimes the Bible gets ignored in the hustle and bustle of our busy lives, despite the fact that today, as we gather together, it has never been easier to access a Bible. If you have a smart device of any kind, you have a Bible. There is an app for that. And not only that, the app that I use is called Uversion, and Uversion has an Apple Watch app, so at the tap of a screen that lives on my wrist, I can access today's Bible verse, the verse of the day, and have the Bible right here. This uh, whole access to the Bible thing led me down a little bit of a, a rabbit hole of research, and did you know that you can, without penalty, take the Bible from a hotel room? It's not exactly why it's there, but it's not not why it's there. And there you have a Bible. Or you can just call a church and watch how fast they get you access to a Bible. We have them. You can take them. It's okay. But for a variety of reasons, friends, we struggle to read the Bible, even though access is not the issue. Maybe we know a few key verses and big stories that we've picked up along the way, and that's enough for us for now. Maybe you're like one of my percussion professors that thought he had the entire Bible just completely figured out. Or maybe you have so little of the Bible figured out that you just think that there's no possible reason to try any further. Maybe we're confused by the Bible because it is just so different from everything else that we read with chapters and verses. And maybe we get disoriented and discouraged because there are just so many different translations out there and we don't know the right one. A friend of mine, a pastor, a clergy colleague, said that the right one is the one that you'll read. We have the best of intentions. But for whatever reason, reading the Bible just never comes to fruition. And that can be true in the best of times, and that can be true in the worst of times. And when we find ourselves in Scripture today, Timothy is in what can only be described as the worst of times. Timothy is in a period of life where he does not know where else to go, and so Paul gives him these words. By the time the Apostle Paul writes his second letter to Timothy, Timothy is no longer a traveling missionary or as a part of Paul's network. Timothy has been planted. Timothy is the pastor to the church in Ephesus. And Timothy and the church and the entire community have fallen on hard and confusing times because there are false teachers that are presenting things 
that are contrary to the word of God. These false teachers are causing issues for Timothy and the community because they keep undermining Timothy's authority to do what he has been entrusted to do. And they're presenting false teachings that are contrary to the witness of Jesus Christ. And so Timothy, or so Paul rather, Paul writes to encourage Timothy and kindle his faith and strengthen his resolve. And more specifically, as Paul writes this section, he is writing to Timothy that Timothy would find resolve and strength in one place, in the scriptures. The thing that Timothy would have known well. But even knowing these things well, even knowing Scripture well, that did not mean that Timothy needed any less of a reminder to go back to the Bible, back to Scripture. And by the way, that's good advice for us today too. Amen? This is where you sing along with me. That's good advice for us today too. Amen? Amen, Amen right? Yeah, that's why Paul writes the way that he does. That's why Paul writes the things that he does. He says, as for you, continue. Continue in these things that you have known and know from whom you have learned it and embrace that from your childhood you have known the sacred writings because all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching and for training in righteousness. All scripture. All scripture is inspired by God and useful. And since Paul and the other authors of the New Testament are still living and writing the content of the New Testament, Paul is directing Timothy explicitly to draw his strength from the Old Testament, from the Hebrew Bible. And I like what William Barclay says on his, on his commentary on this passage. He writes that if what Paul claims for Scripture is true of the Old Testament, how much more truer is it of the even more precious words of the New Testament? All Scripture, even these words from the Apostle Paul, all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching and training in righteousness. All scripture is important and is the very foundation of the basis of our faith. And because scripture is important and because we are going back to the basics, friends in Christ, let's go back to the basics. What is the Bible? The Bible is a collection of 66 books. Separated into two major sections, the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, which Paul and Timothy would have known from their youth, and the New Testament, a third of which the Apostle Paul wrote through letters. The Old Testament stretches from the dawn of creation in Genesis 1 to the exile and promised restoration of God's people from Babylonian and Assyrian captivity. The Old Testament contains history, prophecy, poetry, and allegory. It represents the wisdom of 23 authors writing over a span of 4,000 years. The New Testament covers the 70 years after that. 70 years including the birth and ministry of Jesus along with the beginning of the early church. 
four gospels convey the message and life of and life and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the book of acts tells us what happens next the 13 letters of paul and the seven general letters after that reflect back on jesus and teach the faithful how to live in its light and the revelation of john assures us of god's covenantal love and sovereignty over all things even the end of things as we look forward to the hope of a new heaven and a new earth friends in christ this is the basis of our faith this is the basic of our faith and that is the answer that i learned to dr higgle's question in intro to the bible oh so long ago and while it's important to know these things and while it's important to affirm our belief in these things we can miss out on the entire reason why Paul emphasized the importance of Scripture if we just stop there. Knowing what's in the Bible is important, but there's a bigger reason why Paul is writing the way that he is. In part, by knowing what's in the Bible, by knowing what's in Scripture, Timothy can refute false teachings. But even more than that, Timothy can cling to Scripture to experience the love and consolation and empowerment that comes from God. If Timothy would have taken Paul's advice, if Timothy listened to the words that Paul wrote to him, Timothy would have read the verse on the back of our backpack tags from Joshua 1.9 where God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God is with you everywhere that you go. In normal times, that's good news, right? But in times like what Timothy is facing, that is life. That's life-giving. When you're going through hard things and like the world around you feels like it's crumbling, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What power that would have had in the life of Timothy? And what power will that have in the lives of our teachers and students as they go back to school and face the stress of school and it all starts to just be too much? This is why the Bible is important. This is the difference between reading for information and reading for transformation. In her book called Sacred Rhythms, Ruth Haley Barton writes these words, The study of Scripture is important. Reading for information is important, but if we stop there, we will eventually hit a wall spiritually. Information gathering may be exhilarating and useful at times, but in the end, our souls will know that there must be something more. And she goes on to write these words, Scripture is truly unlike any other book on the planet because it is alive. And it is God-breathed, not just way back when when it was written, but now. Each and every time I find ways to open myself to its power. Each and every time I find myself open to its power. 
Friends in Christ, it is important for us to know the Bible and know what is in it. It is the basic of our faith. But there are times when it's even more important to be met and known by the God that Scripture reveals. This is what I eventually found to be true in in Introduction to the Bible with John Higgle. And it is what God calls us all to find throughout our entire lives of faith. This is the importance of the Bible. Read, experience, and live. Would you pray with me? Living and still speaking, Jesus, we give you thanks for the gift of your word and what that word means to us. We give you thanks for the words of life that are found in the pages of our scripture. And Jesus, we just cry to you that those will be written on our hearts, that your truth would drive down deep into our hearts, pushing away all that is false and defining our identity in you. As we commit to reading scripture, as we are empowered to maybe knock off some dust off the Bible and actually crack the pages, meet us and let us never be the same. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.